Uh, <clears throat> oh, wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That was rough. I'm putting this in before. <laughs> this is going to be cut before the theme starts. We'll go ahead. Straight out of Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC. With your host, E Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up. Because you know you're about to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy. And listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody out in Gotham City. Welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode 92. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BOF, clicking the podcast drop down, and checking out all the other fantastic shows from all these other great co hosts and creators. I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River, a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter R. Varon. Today we're recording on October 1st, 2022. So now it is the appropriate time to do all your Halloween shit, you weird people. Um, yeah, September's not the time. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before I'd like to get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you all, our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review the show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, and uh, you just won a Straight Outta Gotham prize pack, so make sure you do that. you got to be in it to win it. We do it every month, so please enter that contest. Now comes the best part of the show, the time where I introduce the one, the only, the man who won the 1972 Sheep's Head Bay Baby Ruth Chocolate Bar Eating Contest with a whopping 295 bars in 10 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, a Batman on Film Junior contributor, Eric Holzman. Baby Ruth? <laughs> there he is. There he is. What movie? Quick. Everyone should know what movie that's from. Oh, and if you don't, you're very young or you just have lived a very sheltered life. I think I'm going to lean to the young side. <laughs> Goonies. You never saw Goonies? I have. I have seen Goonies. There you go. Sure. That's what that's what Sloth says. Because uh, Chunk comes to bring mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. big, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> baby Ruth. I actually do love those candies. I'm not going to lie. There's, there's, they're kind of, it's, it's kind of the one. older. Yeah. They're kind of. They're considered like the old style candies that a thousand dollar, the hundred thousand dollar. Do you think they're old? Like, well, like, what do you mean? Well, like, I feel like they're not like Snickers, Milky Way. That's kind of like the more, but I guess they're kind of around the same age. But the people kind of geared to most people eat those before they would eat like a Baby Ruth or a, really. A, 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 I have a hard time picking, uh, like a candy bar at like the register of like you know, quick check or Wawa, you know, like, it's like, oh man, they're all good. Well, yeah. I mean, they're all fantastic. You know, you target, like I like score bars. You ever have a score bar? Yes. That's one of my favorites. That's the toffee in the middle. Yeah. That's a good one. That's good stuff. Heath Tolbert, is another one. Heath bar's good. That's a, it's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Watch them. call it. I used to love those. I was never a big fan of those, but they're, they are good. Um, I don't think there's such thing as bad chocolate. Is there bad chocolate? Oh, uh, no, maybe chocolate that has some kind of weird filling in it. That could be, but mm-hmm. you know, like I was, I'm not. I know. Well, one thing I'm not a fan of. I know a lot of people are. Where the are the Cadbury cream eggs? They're they good. Some Easter in moderation. Right. I'm not a huge fan, but you know, I just thought they looked disgusting, and then I finally tried one. And I'm like, yeah, these suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and a lot of people don't like dark chocolate. I do. I like dark chocolate, but a lot of people dark chocolate is really good. I actually prefer it. Yep. Well, I bought this recently. Hershey's I, dark with almonds. So good. Those are good. But I recently mm. I bought the, I think it was Ghirardelli. They had like the 92% uh, cocoa. Like there, it's mostly it's got like no sugar. That's a rough, rough thing to eat. I'll say that. Really, um, okay. would be that probably be good to melt down and put on like fruit or something because you get the mm-hmm. sweetness from the fruit and the chocolate mix. That's probably good. But on its own, just eating that kind that high percentage of cocoa is very, very tough. To it's very bitter. So interesting. Uh, yes, we're talking about chocolate, guys. Uh, well, it's October. We're gonna be eating a lot of. Yes, it, it is October. Uh, and like I said, now is the appropriate time to start doing Halloween stuff, you weirdos. You're almost as strange as the people who do like Christmas in November. You know, I just like. <laughs> well, no, because well, after Thanksgiving, people say it's okay for like traditionally that was the start of Christmas season. I, I now, don't. Yeah, after, maybe like yeah, the twenty sixth. The evening now of. <laughs> it's like before Halloween, like middle of October, oh, we'll God, start yeah. the Christmas stuff put out, which is crazy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you're right. It's Halloween season officially now. It's October 1st. Uh, it's been Halloween season for Showtime. I, I don't know if you guys have Showtime, but they've been showing a lot of scary movies. Yeah, okay. and, le- they, and they've had the Scream. They've been showing all the Scream movies. Uh, okay. At least through the first four. Because last night I watched all three Screams. The first three Screams. How they hold up for you? Um, I like three better than I did when I saw it the first time. I like three more than two and everyone calls me crazy. Uh, we'll get into this because we're going to do a scream show by that. Yeah, we yeah. are going to do a scream. But yeah, that like that's I realized I liked it better than than when I first saw it. Uh, but yeah, and watching all three of them together is, is cool. Like you get that the continuing story just sitting mm-hmm. there, not having to wait, spend any time between it, and it kind it's kind of cool. It works. It works. Like I always do that sometimes with a trilogy to say, okay, does this really work as a three story block? Because sometimes they go weird directions. But no, that one, that series did work when originally it was scheduled. Have you tried doing that with the Dark Knight trilogy? I've done that. I did okay. that the night that I saw Rises because I did the AMC thing where you see begins the Dark Knight mm-hmm. and then at midnight they showed Rises. Mm-hmm. I did that. That was Rises. fun. Just, yeah. just really, t- like I was exhausted. After oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> I love Rises. <laughs> so it was fun. Yeah. Uh, that hasn't aged as well for me. Like I liked it more when I first saw it than yeah, I you have no taste. Do now, but no. Look, as much as I as much as I pick on that film, I still enjoy it. Oh, it's, it's just great. it's, it's just the weakest of the three films yeah, for me. That's it's all. got a it's got a lot more emotional depth. That's it. So I mean we could this is a show in itself. We could talk about lo- I, if I'm having a rises <laughs> show, I'm getting awesome here. We we could do that show yeah on its own. I'd love to have uh, a rises show. Just all our rises. Yeah, it would be fun. It would be a fun one to do. But we I feel like we've just dissected it so much off air that it would just be a bunch of rehashed stuff that we've already been through. It New sounds like time. every other conversation we've had. Yeah, it's true. Very good point. We have a lot of they always pop up and then we start the process starts over. It always again. comes back to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Nothing will ever top the Back to the Future Twitter conversation. That still to this day I went on. It went was. on for days, really, literally days. I don't, I don't remember. This. So yes, it was. Fun. That has Again, to be like a you and Haas thing. Yes, you brought up Haas. That's why me, Haas, and Tom McClellan, and a couple of other people were involved. I think Rick was even involved in it. <laughs> you yeah. guys really like Back to the Future that much? But I, yeah, I mean, 
I love Back to the Future. Really? At least the, I love the. I like the first two. Mm. The third one again. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of the third one. So, but you know. All right, so guys, as always, we have a great show planned for you today, and we're gonna start right away, kick it off with the news of the week, which I thought was the news of the week, which is something that has been teased repeatedly, something I think most people have wanted for years. Uh, we're getting Zack Snyder's Justice League <laughs> 2. It's finally happening. We're breaking the story. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting Zack Snyder's Justice League 2, but it's not. It's it's with it's with the younger version of the characters. So it's Superboy, Wonder Girl. We're getting all the younger. Wonder that's Girl. what it is. That's what we're getting. There you go. We broke it here. It's all. It's all. That's what's gonna. No, no, no. I'm of course talking about the news of the week. Uh, it was broken by Ryan Reynolds on his Twitter that Hugh Jackman will be returning as Wolverine in Deadpool three. Uh, I'm. I was super excited when I heard this. This is really, really cool. Mm. Uh, they have always at you know you've, as just actors, they've always kind of hinted at this happening. There's been jokes about it in the past. Uh, we saw at the end of Deadpool um two when when uh Ryan Reynolds goes back to Wolverine's uh, uh Origins Wolverine mm. and. She- kills that version of Deadpool you see him there and that so like he it's been this really cool thing between the two and uh now it's finally happening and how he did it was fantastic and then the follow-up to it the next day where they try to explain the continuity <laughs> the continuity things uh they're like oh Logan happened in the future so that was 2029 so technically mm. he's still alive and then they start to explain it and then wake me up before your go-go comes on and you can't hear anything they're saying about <laughs> what's gonna go on in the actual uh movie so it was awesome uh pete what did you think how do you feel i'm excited for this i really am because because it's two jackman like who can get who can not be excited for this i just like i'm kind of getting to the point where i'm over these like legacy like this might be the last hurrah though you know like <laughs> this might be the last time i'm like all right this is cool let's do this like you know um and like I know, Daddy Bats wants to be like, yeah, because Keaton's not coming back. And I'm like, yeah, that's a little different. Like thirty years compared to like the six or seven that Hughes been gone, um, in my opinion. But yeah, like I'm just, I'm kind of like, I don't know if this is like the just the phase of what the MCU is at this point. Like if they ha- if they're just, they're, it seems like they're relying on someone else's creativity from years past to kind of fuel their own. Or you know, it's it's just weird. Like I I don't know. Like I wish they would just make up more. I think the whole Black Panther Wakanda Forever thing is more creative than kind of what they're doing right now, in my opinion. You know, because mm-hmm. it's you know they're just bringing back older characters from other franchises, and I just feel like at least that's kind of somewhat new. You know, they have to go in a different direction, and they're introducing them more. But uh, this overall, it's good news. I mean, I'm sure the movie's going to be hysterical. I'm sure it's going to be great. I don't really care what time frame it takes place. Like as far as I know, like this is a totally different Wolverine and Deadpool. Right? Could be, yeah. I'm sure, but like Deadpool will acknowledge that he breaks the fourth wall, so on and so forth. So like, you know, he'll he'll be Deadpool will be Deadpool, and I mean, who knows? Will Wolverine just not know where he is? Is is does Hugh Jackman, you know, have? I don't know. Did Hugh Jackman recently buy like a gigantic house that he needs to start paying off? Maybe this is, you know, like Michael Keaton always talks about how he, you know, well, he, he needed. He should have taken the Batman Forever job to pay for his ranch. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like, well, he just, happen. I know he just finished the run on Broadway 
uh, Hugh Jackman literally just the show he was in just ended. Okay. So maybe that's he just has the time to do it now. Who knows? They could he might have wanted to do it before and just couldn't fit it in his schedule. Um, I agree with you in a way. Uh, you're right. A, a lot of this stuff is getting kind of it was fun in the beginning, but you're kind of getting to the point now. You're like, yeah, okay, we don't need to do this all the time. But not with this character. This character. Uh, because of the history between the two and how much fun they've had playing it, that that's more the reason why I'm looking forward to mm. it than it's just Wolverine coming back. It's Hugh Jackman playing him coming back in yeah. a Ryan Reynolds movie. That's the reason why I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and yeah, did you know that Jackman was actually somebody's replacement? I think, if I'm not mistaken, the guy who plays Jacob Kane in Batwoman was originally cast as Wolverine. yeah, Dougray Scott was originally yeah. cast. And he, somehow he had to back out, and then Jackman just filled the role. That's why Jackman isn't jacked. It's the only <laughs> I think X Men One's the only uh, movie he's in where he's not like totally jacked up. No, yeah, you're right. It's the only one where he's kind of just normal, a normal yeah. dude. Okay. Which I mean, if you think about it, people have always said this about Superman too. Like, why do they need to be muscular? <laughs> if they, you know, they're super. Like, he can't die. So, what does it matter? Yeah, that's uh, why. Like, Christopher Reeves <laughs> looks really good as Superman, even though he's he's got some muscle on him. He looks kind of thin. But uh, for Wolverine, I think it makes sense. Like, I imagine Wolverine does work out just because he can heal doesn't mean he can't. He shouldn't be fit, right? Yeah, and I guess you but, can like that traditionally, way. like Hugh Jackman doesn't wouldn't be Wolverine. Like, right. Wolverine is like four foot two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's a yeah. tiny dude. Um, yeah, you're right. But whatever, it's Hollywood. Yep. I mean, that's kind of that also was kind of in the article about the original height. Uh, Roy Thomas spoke about it and said he's, you know, he's a lot taller than the <laughs> the short mutant he, inv- he uh, um, envisioned. So, I wonder, uh, are we going to see the trademark Stogie? Because uh, Jackman's Wolverine was always smoking Stogues, bro. I know. It's, he does one. And, I think in every movie he has one. And uh, we're gonna see what uh, Disney will. Uh, you know, we're, this is a test for Disney. Oh no! If they're gonna let Deadpool be Deadpool, and they're that, I think that's a small thing that they're gonna. Well, we're gonna find out how much Deadpool they're gonna let be Deadpool. This is a big test for them. This is. It just is. I agree. Especially gonna be under the Marvel banner, which is essentially. Yeah, it's. This is a big. This isn't them like putting something under twentieth century productions, and you know, it showing some side boob. Like this, this will be a big deal for them if they have Wolverine smoking in their Deadpool movie. Like, yeah, how else do you think how how will they do Mystique in the future if they do Mystique again? How are they gonna dress the actress up? I don't know. I don't right? know. Like, these are these are questions that you just have when uh, you know they. You know, it's just funny because you're like, oh, Marvel could do this. I'm like, well, no, Disney. <laughs> you're right. I mean, it is. You're right. It is. It is a Disney production now, so it's very. It's a fair yeah. question. Uh, which I, makes like, you say, like, I don't know, is this going to lean more towards the like the TV edit they created? What was it called? Once upon no, a time once upon a Deadpool. No, that was bad, man. That that they they made that they made that movie bad. I <laughs> when they no. did that, in my opinion, I don't it, think he would agree to do it. He would have agreed to continue playing. He the agreed to make Once Upon a Time in Deadpool, though. They didn't. He didn't make it. They just edited out the bad stuff. Yeah, but like I'm sure he had to agree <laughs> with it. Like, isn't he like a producer on this at this point? Well, it was, but it was after the first, the original one came out. They didn't right. do it, so like it doesn't matter at that point. He's just kind of like, yeah, go ahead, do what you want. The first one came out, everyone saw it. All right. So I don't, I don't think he would agree to continue playing the character if they're going to fundamentally change the what he can do in the story. Right. That's what I mean. We him... we don't know. We'll see. Like, who knows? Maybe he, maybe he doesn't know what he's getting into. He is in Reynolds. You know, you have no idea. You know, he's working with new people now. Well, if we no, it's the same writer. 
No, no, I meant like create. Not no, not like people within like you mean he's, he's hiring to production. I'm talking, yeah, like the studio people. He's dealing with a different studio now. You you don't know, like you know. Well, if we hear about Hell, production- Warner Brothers, wouldn't let uh, Farrell smoke in the Batman, and the Batman is not even anywhere near angel children. Well, maybe if we hear it's just, that it's a society thing almost at this point. Like smoking is so looked down upon. Like, you, you look at people now and you like smoke girl. Like you get a real like cringe face. You know, you it, <laughs> usually like like it's like because so many people don't smoke anymore. I just don't like it in enclosed spaces. Anywhere else, I'm fine. You can smoke all you want. Just let's not be in a room together. I personally it doesn't bother me because I love the smell of a burning cigarette. Like I just like that smell. It's almost like incense for me. And then I love vapors too, because then it smells like fruity. <laughs> My buddy Toby was vaping. <laughs> so it's like like fruity pebbles everywhere. I used to vape back in the day, man. I used to puff clouds. Oh man, it was all about sugar and nicotine. <laughs> See, guys, we're pulling back the curtain again. Once again, we're pulling yeah, back the curtain here. I, dude, I loved vaping back in the day. Oh god, did I love vaping. Yeah, I never did. A couple of my friends did it. It was the thing for a little while. It was. It was, it was. so much fun. I remember it. Oh well. Oh. Not for me. I smoke a cigar every once in a while. That's about it. That's my thing. That's just my extent of my smoking is cigars. I hope Wolverine smokes a cigar. To yeah, me too. I hope he does. And I hope... Um, because you want to know why? Because this is a test. Because the ever-loving blue-eyed thing needs to smoke his cigar. And that's the only cigar that really matters to me in the MCU. So if I see Wolverine smoke a cigar, then I know they're going to do the thing right and allow him to smoke his stogie. That's true. That's a good point. So, so, you know, this is a test because if I don't see Wolverine with a cigar, this is, so, I cannot believe we've made an entire segment of Wolverine cigar. If I, <laughs> this is oh, what's this we stuff? This is all you. You. If I do not see Wolverine cigar <laughs> in this movie, I'm going to be really disappointed. He's not going to see the thing smoke a cigar in his movie. They're not going to get the Fantastic Four right unless the Wolverine, Wolverine smokes a cigar. I'm not joking about this. This is serious stuff. You all should be worried about the cigar. No, I'm not worried. I just you should cool. be worried. It would be cool. No, it'd be it's true to the character, so I would like to see it. The but... cigar means more than that yellow suit. Yeah, I don't agree with that one. I do because he's because think... look, he looks damn good in jeans and a leather jacket. No, I mean that's the version of the character I'm used to now. His version, so that's fine. But I think it would be cool if they did that. If they threw as the long as he's suit. got the chops and the hair. In there, yeah. So, all right. Well, I I can't even talk. It's the new for the. I'm really having a hard time speaking this Just morning. Just think about the cigar. <laughs> the film has a new release date, September 6, twenty twenty four. So it's two about two years from now. We will be getting Deadpool three. Uh, maybe they'll have a cameo of Taylor Kish's Gambit as well. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, how great would uh, what's his name? Who is the guy who's always teased for Gambit? Channing Tatum. Yeah, they they, they should have like Channing Tatum just in a post credit scene just to piss everybody off. He that's something that he would do. So that would actually be a perfect way to to put no reason. Like you know, like I, I feel I, to be honest, I feel like if this was still a Fox thing, that would that's more likely to happen. Just well, because funny. they don't care if it would have got made or not. But Disney's like, no, we can't do that. We have plans for Gambit. <laughs> Channing Tatum actually just did something similar in Bullet Train. I just, okay. If no one has seen, I'm sorry, I just spoiled it for everybody. But he's in Bullet Train, so you'll you guys could see it when 
when you, if you get a chance to see the movie. It was very good, surprisingly very good film. I wasn't expecting it. It looked like it was film. fun. It was. I want to see it. So if, give it a watch, guys, because uh, just you know, too busy watching Dahmer lately. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Dahmer in this show, maybe in the future when I finish watching it. So. One thing we do have to talk about, though, because it's coming literally next month, um, actually six weeks from now is the release date for Black Panther 2. And Kevin Feige recently talked about why they chose not to recast T'Challa, because this has been a big deal for me and you. We've talked about it before many times. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is what he said in an interview with Empire Magazine. He said, it just felt like it was much too soon to recast. Stan Lee always said that Marvel represents the world outside your window. And we had talked about how, as extraordinary and fantastical as our characters and stories are, there's a relatable and human element to everything we do. The world is still processing the loss of Chad and Ryan poured into that, poured that into the story. Um, So that was the quote about um, why they didn't do it. He continues to say, uh, what were the conversations revolving around the film? And he says, the conversations were entirely about, yes, what do we do next? And how we, how could the legacy of Chadwick and what he helped, what he had done to help Wakanda and the black Panther become these incredible aspirational, iconic ideas continue and that's what the conversations were about. So there you have it, guys. That's why they didn't recast him. Um, I understand it. Again, I understood it from the beginning. Uh, it is it is very soon, and that character, his version of that character is is was such a powerful uh, character for them. That movie got a, an Oscar nomination for Best Picture. So I understand all the hubbub around it for the studio. I still believe he's the character's bigger than an actor in every kind of um no matter who it is playing and whatever character it is. Like I said, we've had numerous versions of Batman. We've had a couple versions of Superman. I've a few versions of Superman. So, you know, but oh, since this was a tragic thing that happened, I understand why they weren't so quick to do it. And and I understand the cast probably didn't want to have to deal with it either. Um, you know, probably would have been tough for them as well. So what do you think? Um. I I'm I don't know, man. I really think they should have just recast the role. Um, I know that his death is was tragic and sudden because no one knew about it. But I don't think it's disrespectful at all. To be honest with you, like it's a tricky situation to around the and they did the politically correct thing, and this way they didn't have to, de- you know. But it's like they did that so they didn't have to deal with it, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I hear what Feige's saying, and I get what he's saying. I just, I just don't agree with it. But we'll see what happens. Um, it seems like it, for the most part, though, it's it. You know, the story is the same for the movie. It's just right. the heroes different. We don't really know who the heroes going to be. Right. <laughs> like someone's going to emerge <laughs> as the Black Panther, but it's just not going to be uh, T'Challa. Uh, I just, yeah, I just. I would have much rather have seen the original version of that film. I, I, you know, I hope maybe one day they, they release the script so we can at least read it. You know, yeah. That was that interesting was cool. to read that, that if he they had... want to do it, maybe animated, that'd be fun too. Yeah. But that was interesting to find out in the article that they had done a whole treatment basically with, um, with Bozeman. Yeah, like Google and Bozeman actually spoke spoke about it. And they actually had planned out what the second movie was going to be. It's pretty. I mean, when you think about it, it's pretty cool. It's gonna. It was Namor versus T'Challa, essentially. Yeah, like which Samaritan's the villain, I right? Mean, and that's spoils. what we're getting. So, yeah. it's just not T'Challa, and it's just it just. I don't know. I just right. I, so we do. There's a Empire. Yeah. There's also an article in Empire that 
talks about um namor namor however you want to say him um that talks about how the differences between this and the actual comic version of the character um so in this it's not atlantis he's the ruler of telecon because it's a mexican that he's a mexican uh is that basically saying it's mexican atlantis <laughs> i guess so does that um, mean it's like part of mexico <laughs> yeah this version of the character i mean um, Tina I just don't know Me- where this like country is. This underwater so, country. I've never heard of it before. Well, yeah, it's 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 kind of like the Aztec Incan kind of deal. I would assume in Mesoamerica. Which is was, this based on a real thing or is this like a Marvel made up thing? This, I'm not, that I'm not sure about. Okay, all right. So that they didn't I'm take sure like something about. that was real. All right, interesting. No, let's um, see. I wonder I why mean, they just didn't make him Atlantean. Oh, no, is it because Aquaman? it is real. It's a real place. I just looked it up. Interesting. Yeah. Is it just because of Aquaman? You think they didn't want to? Do- I think that's part of it. I think they're doing it because Aquaman's already out and he's Atlantis. And I think they're just trying to make a, dif- a differentiation between the two characters, even though I don't think you need to do that though. I See, agree. The, that's stupid don't. stuff. I don't think they need to do. They think they're overthinking that. Like, but if it works, it works. That's how everyone, I look at it. Since day one, everyone knows that Submariner and Aquaman are the same version character, right? Yeah, Except much. Submariner's just a, everyone always thought Submariner was cooler because he was a bit more of a jerk, and Aquaman was a golden boy, pretty right? Like Submariner's yes. always been more popular than Aquaman, so like I don't know what they're afraid of. I think again, it's kind of like Shazam, Captain Marvel, right? Like it's you have these two characters who basically are have the same name, but you're doing you don't want to create that confusion. So you just kind of make do it so that people don't get confused. I don't think they would, especially the people that they're worried about that. I think the people get confused are the people you tell them that, well, the reason why it's called Shazam is because he was called Captain Marvel. And they're like, wait, what? Cause they didn't know. To begin with. That's true. That's fair. That's a fair but point. for this one, I always, th- I really do think that everyone knows who Sh- uh, Submariner is before Aquaman. Right, and I think the people who would, who care about that are the comic book people. The, the general audience doesn't isn't going to know anyway, right? Yeah, I, everyone so, and it's not like Atlantis isn't this over fictionalized underwater city that every like you know even some people in real life believe in. So it's like to have Atlantis in your made up fictional world. That, like I don't know, maybe it's it a is a real place. Maybe it's, maybe <laughs> this is just like one underwater world, and Atlantis is like maybe they're connected. Like you know how like <laughs> you have Mexico connected to Texas. Maybe it's kind of like that. I don't know. Well, no, this place is in Mexico. <laughs> so, but they are, I guess they're close, but not that close. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it, I just think like, I under the fact that he's Mexican is fine. Like you're doing this. The guy playing him is Mexican. Namor was like Asian. Makes, no, it, I'm the actor playing him. I mean, is Mexican. Oh. So the fact that that's, you know, it, it works. So we'll see how it works in the movie. But again, where the only people are going to know about it are people who read the comics. Is like, well, that's not really the place where he's from. Really, I, mean, I feel like everyone thinks everyone from underwater comes from Atlantis. <laughs> to be fair. honest, I just that's think fair. that's be- that's part of just human folklore. Like everyone yeah. knows about Atlantis. But that's it was like saying like, oh, well, the North Pole. We can't put Santa in there. Like, what are you talking about? Like everyone knows he's from the North Pole. That's fair. There's not many underwater. Um, yeah, like what else is there? It's Atlantis. Places you know, I mean, that. What's, it's like Atlantis, the Bermuda Triangle. Those are like the two biggest like water things that people like claim is real claims. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's part of our actual lives. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair argument. So it's yeah. just weird. Just weird to me. One of the things the Empire article did bring out, though, which I didn't know, is that um, Ryan Coogler actually had a pitch for the the end credits of black panther 
to be um, Namor. Uh, the camera would push through the palace in Wakanda, and then we'd see a wet we'd see wet footprints leading up to the throne, uh, and that was going to introduce the the villain, obviously, of Black Panther two, and that's what would have happened. What so, was the end credit for Black Panther? I don't remember. Yeah, was no, that was I have no clue. Captain America. I don't remember. That's I terrible. Remember. But I don't remember. Well, that's because <laughs> it probably wasn't any good. Um, yeah, I think that would have been better than whatever they... Te- I don't know why they didn't do that. Yep. I mean, it would have been cool to see. It would have been... I, obviously, I think the... They probably didn't have, like, the Nemours design. I don't know, but then you said it seems like it's just wet it was just footprints. Feet. Yeah. yeah. It was just... You could put wings on anybody's feet. No one cares. Except for maybe, like, those weirdos. So, oh. It was cool. That was cool. a cool little thing to read, though. But, yeah, guys, there, the Empire article goes a little bit more in depth about Nemours and uh, why they used him. Um... At least kind of like the main villain, and it's going to be fun to see this finally come to life on screen in about, like I said, about six weeks, November 11th. Uh, Did you buy your tickets already? They're not up yet. I thought people I thought people bought tickets already. Black Adam came out oh, yet. The tickets okay, came for Black go. Adam came out, I believe. <laughs> did you buy your tickets for Black Adam yet? Not yet, no. I looked. I did I look. I've, I haven't done that in so long. Like buy tickets so far in advance. It seems like there's more than enough theaters anymore. Yeah, I mean certain films, especially post COVID. But <laughs> yeah, that's not this. I don't think uh, Black Adam's going to be a huge. You're not high on Black Adam, huh? You're not high on Black Adam. You seem kind of doubt. That's not you, true. You, you've been you've been kind of disrespecting the Rock's name here. I don't think other people are high on it. That's what I don't think. I, I think peer pressure is getting to you. Can't wait to see I know it. you're excited I mean, to see Fate, but I think that's it. Um, well, I mean, no, I've liked the trailers, so I'm down. Each trailer, I think, has gotten better, and the last one I thought was fantastic. So I'm ready. I'm waiting. I'm, it's more kind of a intrigue, though, than, oh, I want to see it. It's definitely what are you intrigued about? Intrigue. What's wrong? Just to see if this thing can come together and and see if the Rock can pull it off because that's really what it comes down to. I mean, he's this is his movie, like it's basically his film. He had a hand in writing it, creating it, direct. You know, I know he didn't direct it, but I'm sure he had plenty to say on the set. So, to me, that's what I'm intrigued about, and I'm intrigued to see the JSA how they bring that into the fold, bring those characters into the fold. Casey Wallace brought this up on Twitter, and I thought it was so, interesting. It's like. It almost kind of like demolishes the continuity that was established within the DCEU. Could. Because it's like if the JSA have been around, then like the beginning of Man of Steel, like, you know, we were, we just, not beginning, but just Man of Steel is like, this is the first of the, first of the superhumans to kind of like be exposed. So I thought that was interesting. So I wonder how they're going to retcon that, you know? That's like how is it, how, but then again, it's like Amanda Waller keeping secrets isn't exactly the uh, the craziest thing in the world you know? it's not exactly news because yeah, we've seen right. her in the trailer so yeah you know she's involved and whenever she's involved there's totally there's tons and tons of secrets yes and there's so, bad stuff going on that's what she, that's what her appearance always means i can i'm excited i can i can't wait to see like does she like is she in charge of the jsa <laughs> like i'm just so interested there's definitely a relationship there we know that yeah, that we know for certain, and we and after seeing her in Peacemaker too, like we have, we have other points of reference. I love how she so. she is the one character I like who pops up everywhere. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. I agree with you. Anytime 
getting Viola Davis to play her was a stroke of genius. So anytime you get her in a movie, uh, yeah, I agree. Or a show. It's, it's always, it raises the level immediately. So very, very cool. So thank you, David Ayer. Yeah. Thank you, David Ayer. That's true. Good point. All right. So another character who we lost, we think we lost anyway, recently, uh, in Dr. Strange and Multiverse of Madness at the end, everyone kind of see Scarlet, Witch pull the tower on herself and then mm. everyone just assumes she's dead, but not so fast. My friends. Ooh. Um, in a recent article, uh, there was a variety on the Power of Women cover story. Elizabeth Olsen was one of the people that they spoke to, and uh, it goes through the whole history of how she became Scarlet Witch and uh, what exactly happened. She wasn't getting franchise films. She talked to her agent, like, why am I not? And, she, and he was like, well, you never do them, so <laughs> why are you going to get one? Then she got Godzilla, and that's where she met uh, Joss Whedon. And that's where the, how the whole thing took off for her becoming this character. Obviously, we know in Godzilla as well, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who plays Pietro, Quicksilver, also was on the set. So <laughs> we see how that came to be. And she's become obviously a mainstay now. She's been choosing all the Avengers movies since Age of Ultron. She had her own show, WandaVision. And then we saw her in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So... She says, because they were talking about, you know, you're going to come back. And she said, well, she never feels any of the characters are really gone. And she'd like to see her have a redemptive arc. And Kevin Feige says anything is possible in the multiverse. We will have to see. There's a lot more um, to explore with her character. And they haven't They're going to touched- make her a legacy character before she's gone for like two years. <laughs> yeah. And they haven't touched on many of her core storylines from the comics, which I she's think. She's coming back. Yes, I think she's coming back. And I think that that's the part that people like to hear uh, because she's, I mean, she's why a fantastic character. she get character. to come back and then I can't have Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson together? Like, why does she get to, like, it's like. Anything God. is possible in the multiverse. Just remember what he said. So you never know. Who knows what's ha- going to happen in Secret Wars? I'm not saying they're going to bring him back, but that's the storyline. Oh, I totally think uh, Downey's coming back. So. There's no doubt in my mind he's coming back. So, I first of all, I mean, I love her character. I love the Scarlet Witch character, so I want her to come back. I'm sure. I don't know how you feel, Pete, but I, yeah, I I want her to come back. I I think the character is probably one of the more complex characters within the whole MCU. Yeah, she's a cool character. Like, I got nothing against what Olsen did, as much as I have problems with like, you know, just within the show itself. You know, it it's not like. It's not that I thought it was like. It's more the writing and the direction they took with WandaVision. I just, I just wish somebody tried to, I don't know, throw a brick at her or something. You just mad because it was Jersey that she took over a town in Jersey. No, I think Westview <laughs> would be great to live in. I'd love to live there. I, I hope they make like a Westview somewhere and it creates a tourist attraction and people come. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be I, awesome as an amusement park type idea? I, I think it would be an amazing idea to do. To right. be honest with you, come to Westview, New Jersey, and make it look like. You know, and then what? That would be amazing. Actually, you could do it like Westworld. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so yeah, there you go. So whoever comes up with that, uh, just make like Peter's Cafe, and just in my honor, since we I came up with the idea. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, yeah, I just she's great, and uh, the way she played the role is great, and just her evolution, like it's probably one of them. Like I said, more interesting stories from start to finish. Um. 
and I think she got what she's due. So in the end, justice was served, and we'll see what happens in the multiverse. She'll come back. I mean, I'm sure other people are coming back. Everyone, but you know, you know, Uncle Ben comes back. <laughs> There's no Uncle Ben in the MCU. We're gonna have three Spider Men, two Iron Men, two Captain America. No Uncle Ben. Um, <laughs> which is just funny. At least not manifested in physical form. <laughs> yeah. No, at this point, Aunt May's death is Uncle Ben's death. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like it, it's interesting because it's like she didn't like she didn't do this stuff, and then she gets this one role, and she becomes this. It it really changed her whole life. Like it made her a bigger star than she ever was. So you know, they want to you know you got people like Hugo Weaving who want to like talk junk and just be like, oh man, I don't appreciate being Megatron's voice. It's like, all right, well, you know, take your forty million dollar paycheck and shut the hell up. <laughs> exactly. And right. you got people like Olsen who appreciate it and you know she realized like, you know, my career really took off and you know, she'll she'll be making money for the rest of her life, you know, at cons, signing photographs and taking photos and <laughs> in an industry where, you know, your name is your paycheck, what more can you ask for? So she was she seemed very grateful and it was an interesting story. Yeah, definitely. She definitely seems like, you know, she loves playing the character too, which is always important. Which was interesting also because like you love it and then they killed you. Yeah. And you could kind of get, I mean, obviously we're not listening to her speak, but you can kind of get a sense of things like she's kind of like, I hope she comes back. Like you get a more sense like she really wants to continue playing her. So it'll be cool. If you would have told me growing up that the Olsen twins would not be popular, but their sister would be a far more accomplished actress than than them, I would have like, I didn't realize they were all sisters until I met you. Huh? Yeah. I had no idea. I don't pay attention to that stuff. They look alike. Yeah. But I never really watched (laughs) full house. Oh, I, I was never like a big Olsen twins fan. All right. Like I knew who they were, but I thought the, when people were talking about the Olsons, I thought they were just talking about the two twins. Right. I there's didn't know another they had like sister, an older sister too. Yeah, there's another there's sister four? too. Oh, yeah, right. there's another one. And she's an actress too. I've I know she's done stuff. I can't think of what she's been in right now, but yeah, there's another one. So I didn't know that. Yep. That's interesting. That's like the Barrymores. I didn't know the Barrymores were like a Hollywood family institution until like years ago. I was like, oh even, wow, really? I thought it was just Drew. Even the Culkins, <laughs> right? We have Macaulay and I have no Kieran idea about and, that. Oh, okay. You know, Coppola's are another one. That's a big Hollywood family. Well, you know the Scars Guards. You should know them. I know the Holzmans. Well, I'm we're not a Hollywood family. We're no, a you're big, a Long Island family. We're a big family, yes. You're a big not. Long Island family, the Holzmans. <laughs> we're not we're not a, a Hollywood well, yeah. Well anyway. You're like it's like if everyone if everybody loves Raymond was German, it'd be everyone loves Eric. I don't know if it'd be everyone loves Eric. Everyone my, loves Eric. My sisters would probably fight for that title. <laughs> Everybody loves one of their names. <laughs> so whoever whoever it would be. But <laughs> all right. So we got we have a little bit of bad news to report on the Marvel front. Um, well, depending on how you feel. Uh the director of Blade, Basam Tariq, is leaving the project. Um he will not be continuing. I obviously I honestly can't get that upset. I don't really know anything the guy has done. Um, so it's hard for me to get upset about it. Uh, to me, as long as Mahershala Ali is still there, I'm in. Um, I love the character to begin with, so it'd be cool to see this take on him. Um, but 
he did um, thank Marvel and said it's been an honor working with the wonderful folks at Marvel. We were able to pull put together a killer cast and crew eager to see where the where the next director takes the film. Um, they said it's on schedules and production, kind of the same stuff we always hear when someone leaves um, a project. He's still going to be an executive producer because obviously he did a lot in the creation of where they were going with the mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Like I said, I gave my opinion. I don't know really enough about him to be upset that he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anytime mm-hmm. I hear something like this, it makes mm-hmm. you wonder why. Like, what's the real reason behind him leaving? So that's the only mm-hmm. thing I kind of want to find out. Right. Yeah. So. Crickets. Nothing. <laughs> nothing from the peanut gallery. Yeah, no nothing. complaints. No tweets of anger. No dysfunctional studio antics. Nothing. Nothing from the peanut gallery on this. Fantastic Four was nothing when they lost his director. Blade, nothing. Where are you, complaint department? I don't hear you. You're awfully silent out there. The MCU loses the director and it's crickets. If this was Warner Brothers, it'd be hell to pay. You'd be Fair. charging Burbank like Hurricane Irene. I think, well, you mean Ian? Ian, whatever the hell its name is. Wow. Wasn't there a Hurricane Irene? There was a Hurricane Irene. There you go. But come on now. That might be a little too soon, Pete. Just I don't care. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so you're but right. Nothing. Nothing out of you guys. Not right. a I word. Mean, there have been a couple people who were like, oh, I'm bummed. But again, I think it's the reason, like I said, I don't know I don't know anything he's done. So how could I be upset about losing a director that I have no clue what kind of work he's produced? You know, it's hard to get mad over something like that. Uh, and yes, you can bring that up, but they have all the benefit of the doubt in the world. The studio does. So no one's going to question things. They're automatically going to say it's probably for the best of the film, whatever the case may be. And it might not be. I have no idea. I don't either. It's just funny. It's like you know, nobody knows anything. But everyone's got something to say. Huh? Oh. So it's still coming out, though, guys. We're still getting Blade. Just have to attach a new director. Uh, I don't know who I would like to take over. Um, but yeah, a horror guy would be cool to do Blade, right? So maybe go no, that I, mean, I have no idea. I, mean, I don't know why this guy left. Like, it, it's like, the, are the rumors true that like it's the script isn't good and that there's no good action and Ali is pissed? Like, that's, yeah. you know, I believe it was uh, Jeff Snyder who tweeted that out. Like, he didn't leave. He left because he wasn't, it wasn't like a good work environment. Like right. no one was really happy and like, they weren't really kind of proud of what they were making. So it's like, Oh geez, that sounds, that sounds dreadful. It sounds like a dud. So we'll see what happens. Maybe someone with a, a maybe this guy just wasn't the right fit and they, you know, or whatever, but it's just, okay. <laughs> I don't know. No, like, I agree with you. This, like, I feel like this project's been pushed back and pushed back. We don't know anything. And it's like, you know, it's kind of seems like this project's kind of, uh, you know, after the casting announcement of Ali, just had one issue after another, and no one seems to care. <laughs> but it this seems to be a kind of a troubled production. Yeah, I mean that's fair, uh, you know. And if if they couldn't get if they couldn't agree on a way to go with it either, then it's, that's the right decision to make. Uh, you're not going to get rid of the star who an Oscar winning actor. I mean, Marshall Ali is not going to. They're not going to remove him first. They're going to remove. Other parts of it first, but if he if he's not happy, maybe he leaves, which well, kind of would be cool because I'd love to see what the peanut gallery would do then. <laughs> but that's but that's probably why the director left, or 
got it's got to be leave. one or the other, right? Yeah, that's probably why um something like that happened. So you don't fire the players, you fire the manager. Yeah, pretty much. It's much easier to do that. Uh, I mean, Delroy Lindos was cast in this as well. Uh, so you know, he's another known actor. He just he was in the five. I forget the one of Chadwick Boseman's last films, Spike Lee, the five something. I forget, mm-hmm. but he was in that. He got critical acclaim for that. So. You know, you, these are names. You pull them from something, it's a much bigger deal than pulling a director, like I said, that nobody knows. Uh, nobody knows <laughs> the trouble I've seen. Two weeks in a row again. Nobody Keith, knows my sorrow. She's a face. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't catch that? Okay. Yeah. Look at that. You didn't catch what, that American the, Idol. what movie that's from? I just I said. I don't even know what you said. I said she's a base. No, what movie is that? You're killing me with the reference. Space balls. Space balls. Space balls. You could <laughs> understand why I while I think that movie's funny, why I don't watch it as much as you probably do. Well <laughs> Although I think Pizza the Hut was very clever. Pizza the Hut was very That's very clever. Yes. Dark Helmet, I like Dark Helmet. But it might be balls, better than actual Star Wars. Hold on. We, speaking of balls, we know that Smooth Sack Summer has ended. And if you haven't been escaping for, for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. As summer has come to an end and we enter fall, keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for fresh ball fall. The leader in below the waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice. I really hate that line. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. So yes, actually... I actually recently did get more products from them. I ordered them myself this time Um, because I had to recoup what I did. I didn't have any more. And once again, I'm so happy I did because, again, this just makes that part of my grooming experience so much easier, better. Uh, Having all these beautiful, like we always talk about the the scent, their their trademark scent is just fantastic. Uh, and I've gotten used to it now. So it's, it's kind of part of my daily routine, just putting on the Manscaped body spray and everything else, the deodorant. So all these new things, guys, they have, they're not just about grooming the, your parts. Now they have other products, other things you can buy. They are uh, a full body, just grooming company. Like that's it from head to toe. Yep. Yep. And like I've mentioned on the last couple of shows, now they have the, their shears. So it's a luxury nail grooming kit. Includes a stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. Mm. So you have that added to the pack- the package as well. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, <laughs> so don't forget, too, guys, if you order the top performance package 4.0, you will get the boxers, which Pete and I have told you are fantastic. Um, you get the travel bag as well, which they conveniently call the shed. So all these products that go, go along to make your uh, grooming process a little bit more smoother. Uh, a smoother experience. And here's the deal. Like, look, Halloween's coming up. You guys are going to be layered up. You're going to be wearing heavy costumes. Your balls are going to be sweating. <laughs> you're going to need stuff to take care of the smell. Because you go to a Halloween party, what if you're trying to get it in? Right? You can't be stank. Right? You know what I'm saying? No one's going to take you down to the basement unless you're smell- smelling good. 
That's all I'm saying right now. You can't be wearing latex masks and all these things and everything. That's you think you think that Rich Citrone didn't sweat his ass off as Batman, fighting around all those stunts. No, dude, you don't want swamp ass. You don't want nasty balls. You gotta hit the manscaped up, bro. Come on, let's be serious. It's true. He he speaks the truth. And those boxers are very breathable too. So if you have those on, mm-hmm. they'll help the situation, help keep things cool and fresh down there. So, and again, like we talked about the crop preserver, uh, the crop reviver, which is that nice little spritz toner. So even if you are and you're having a bad situation, you just kind of sneak away in the Probably bathroom. put that in your trick-or-treat bag, you know, just yep. in case. A little spritz yep. spritz before you get in. Yep. You know, take care of business down there. That's what I'm saying. So definitely, definitely a, a good buy. And we're here to help you out with that. So don't forget, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code um, Gotham at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. Keep things smooth and fresh, as we say, sayonara to smooth ball summer and enter fresh ball fall. What are you going to be for Halloween? I haven't even thought about it. I, I think I want to be Eric Holzman. No, you don't. That's a depressing character. Trust me. Don't want to be depressing Eric Holzman. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to be Eeyore. I'm saying, though, I, I know this character very well. And it's <laughs> not, it's not something. If I, you were to cast Eric Holzman in a movie... Who would be you? Oh, I don't know. Who would be Eric Holzman? That's a tough one. I don't John know. John Cena? Oh, yeah. Okay. Not John Cena. Stallone in like the 80s? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't think of anyone. I honestly cannot think of an actor who I'd want to play me. That would be like a good fit. I can't. What about you? Who would play oh, you? Who could play me? Uh, hmm. Probably some backup in The Sopranos. Some, <laughs> some guy. <laughs> like, like dark-haired man number three ordering a turkey sandwich. An extra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goomba in leather jacket while Paulie gets his ass kicked. I don't know. Like one of those. <laughs> Um, oh. I'm trying to think. Maybe I don't know. Josh Gad. You know what? It's not bad. It's not. not it's it's horrible to say about yourself with Josh Gad. I maybe. mean, no, he's a really good actor. So, I mean, you um, know, maybe you don't like how he looks to be. Yeah, you, physically, but, it's like embarrassing. Like, oh shit! But acting prowess wise, you could do a lot worse. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. So a talented guy. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I can't. That's. I mean. Wow. I'm trying to. Think. I don't think. I, I don't think. There's, like. I don't know who looks like me. Mine would have to be someone from like Game of Thrones or or <laughs> someone who kind of looks like a Viking. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> because of my goatee and like blonde hair. And yeah. It would have to be someone like that. I mean, everyone like Charlie Hunnam is. He's not a good actor, but. And I'm a heavy, a little heavier than him, but that was like, he should be the green arrow in the DCEU. Yeah. Yeah. He but, can grow a goatee. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think I can't like, I can't even think of any, uh, I don't know. Like I'd want like Brad Pitt to play me or something like that, but Brad Pitt, but you know, that's not Eric. Who possible. do you think could play? Oh, you know, somebody like the rock. I was thinking about <laughs> maybe, 
<laughs> I'd want someone like that to Joe play Joe Manganiello. But... Jason Momoa. Like, hey, no. I'm, I'm, you know, if he ever leaves Aquaman. Yeah, right here, we've right? got Eric. I'm next. I'm, I'm next right Is there. That, that's true. <laughs> you can play, uh, you, you can play King Atlas. Atlantis, whatever his name is. Yeah, I could. Well, <clears throat> Atlas. Atlas was a god. You, yeah, you could be a, you could be a god. You could be Wonder Woman. I need, yeah, I, I need to really, um, get like all the workout programs I can. That's not. Have you seen Zeus and <laughs> Love and Thunder? That's a good point. That's a very good point. That is a very good point. Uh, Eating good. All those grapes. Yeah, man. Russell Crowe has enjoyed his time off. I'll say that. He's. Got, I think he <laughs> had to have been in a fat suit. Yeah, I don't think he's that big. I know he's bigger. But I don't think he's that heavy. I mean, look what they so. did with Feral. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so we're talking about Halloween. So we're we talking about it being um, Halloween season. It's October 1st. Marvel has done a, a production called Werewolf by Night, which we got a little teaser trailer from uh, recently. And Michael Giacchino, or Giacchino, however you say his name, um, as we know, as the as a famous composer, he composed the Batman. He's done many other different movies. Uh, he's actually directing. He actually directed Werewolf by Night, and he talks about um, the production of it. And it's a TV fourteen rating. He talked about how they were surprised at that because apparently it's pretty bloody, uh, and he thought it would be more of a TV MA. And how the black and white of nature of it might have kept the rating lower. So that was one of the cool things to to find out. Guess and, kids don't watch black and white television. I know, but still, it's you know they didn't I guess grow up we, on Dick Van Dyke and I Love Lucy, huh? Blood probably obviously doesn't come out as well in black and white. It doesn't color. Like what is that? That's chocolate so, syrup, right? You know. So he also talks about how people were surprised to hear that he's directing, but which I didn't know either. But he's that was his first love. He talks. That about was how, the most interesting part where he says he's actually a director first. Yeah. I was yeah. like, that's funny because I own multiple CDs. Actually, yeah. that's not true. Multiple downloadable files. <laughs> it's also cool to hear about like the process that how he's he's kind of always been the sounding board for directors that he's worked with. He talks about Matt Reeves specifically and how they know each other so well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how you know um, he's always he was kind of always the sounding board where Reeves would kind of bounce things off of. So he might have had more development of the Batman than we even knew, besides the music. Maybe. So, you know, that was cool to hear and how sometimes he it's easier to write a score before he actually sees the film or doesn't know about the film. And the article is very interesting. He's a very interesting character. Uh, So, yeah, man, what do you think about this? And what do you think about the art, the piece and his his description? I think it's cool. I I really love that he pushed the boundaries on this and. We're going to see, like, this is, again, like one of those tests. We're going to see what Marvel is going to let fly. Right. You know, this is, this, this didn't seem like it was going to be like a kid's thing. This doesn't seem like they're going to, you know, take this half ass. This looked like it was done pretty seriously. Um, And, you know, I think it's Giacchino. Yeah. I think it might be. Reno will correct me because he, he knows how to pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> he, he does. I, I always forget. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I again, most fascinating thing was he considers himself a director who has actually composes on the side, and I thought that was interesting because I, I never knew when he first was announced as director. I was like, "This is okay," but you yeah, know, like 
you know, it's not like they gave him like, I don't know, Iron Man four. <laughs> so, True. He, you know, I'm, as a, you know, as a creative, I'm sure you're thankful for the opportunity and this is a big step for him and to really flex those, uh, those muscles and show him what he's got. So I hope it's good. I, I want to enjoy it. And, you know, maybe he'll become the first, I don't know. Has anyone other than like John Carpenter done the own, their own music for their own movie? I know he's, I know Carpenter does, com, uh, he composes music. I have a couple albums of his. Maybe Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense, right? was, yeah. Like, I don't know who else would do it. Yeah. So I don't know. Which is interesting considering it's kind of all Halloween themed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I just, again, fascinating stuff. Really, really interesting. I had no idea this guy was a director. Me neither. That, that that was like the biggest pull from the article. The article is fantastic, and he goes explains this process. He explains how he's been he's been making movies since he's nine years old. He explains how this is a is officially not a short because he's done some shorts before, but he says it has to be over forty minutes to not be considered a short, which I didn't know that either. Uh, so DGA I'm, rules probably or something like that. Right. So yeah, th- there's little bit of tid- little tidbits in here about a lot of different things, but you're right. That was probably the biggest pull because he's so good composing scores uh to find out that he that that's not even what he loved to do first you kind of make yourself feel like okay my life sucks and i'm not doing anything important (laughs) if i can't even do the one thing i love as as well as he does the second thing he loves oh so well so it's a really really cool article guys check it out thr and of course you can find the links to it on all of our social media uh, another thing tied into this was Kevin Feige spoke about Werewolf by Night and how it's important to the future of the MCU. Now, I can't see how. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's connected in a way like character-wise that he's talking about or mm-hmm. or is it just that because he says we're introducing a world that will ultimately become quite important to the future of the MCU. Are they going to do more of this and inter? you know, interweave it in things like maybe Wanda. A whole, a whole black and white series. I don't know. Right. We know that they're doing the Agatha Harkness uh, story. Maybe that'll be black and white. Right. <laughs> I don't know. So, we, yeah, like spin it into there. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I thought that was interesting. Like it just, how can 40 minutes be so intricate to yeah. this 20, it's not 20, whatever this 15 year franchise or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna well, it'll be fifteen soon. So yeah, so, you're right. Just, I, I I'm fascinated to see what happens. I want to see the the I don't know. Is it a program? Is it a film? I don't even know what to call this thing. But no, we'll we'll see. It's apparently a big deal. Yeah, it really is a big deal. Or he's just selling it. <laughs> One or the other. Well, we'll find out on the seventh. It's that's when it that's when it was released on on Disney Plus. So. Check it out then, guys, and let us know what you think. But definitely read the article, especially about him. Like that's a really cool piece. And uh yeah, this 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 universe that they're introducing is gonna be around for a while. If you listen to Kevin Feige, so the wolf bane blooms. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So Pete brought up before uh Sam Wilson, as we know, we're getting Captain America New World Order, Captain America 4, sorry, New World Order coming out soon. And Anthony Mackey finally spoke about uh the differences between him and steve rogers as we know a lot of it so this is one of his quotes he says what you have to realize about sam is he's a superhero who is not really a superhero there's no secret serum there's no this or that i just have wings on my suit that i got from the military so everything that i do he does as a common man 
So interesting quote. Uh, what did you think? I love this. This is why I love Sam Wilson. He's just, a, he's just a guy, you know, he's just a guy and he's got a really great suit. Um, I, I can't wait to see what he's up to. Cause this is like, I think this can lean really James Bondian to, for Marvel. Like, I think you can do like a really good kind of like espionage spy type movie with Sam. Right. Um, and I'm excited to see just the direction and, you know, we got a little taste of it in Falcon and winter soldier, you know, Sam and um, what's his name? Oh, the other the guy's going to become Falcon. What's his name? I can't remember his name right now, but we're going to see what they're up to. And then you kind of see like the, the military operation they run and it's not really spy oriented, but you know, it, it's kind of got that like, you know, vibe to it, the military thing. So like, it's cool. It's good enough for me. Um, I, I just, I dig it. I can't wait to see where they come over. I hope he's like doing some really cool stuff. I really do. I just, I just can't wait to see Sam in action in the sky. That's like, you know, that's just fun for me. Yeah, he's one of the. I, I agree. He's one of the cooler characters uh, in the MCU for for all the reasons you stated. Like, and he stated he's not a superhero, like not a super serum guy. He doesn't have anything special about him. Just he's Batman, guy. right? He's basically Batman, uh, and and yeah, he has this cool flight suit and you know Red Bird and all that other stuff. It's very cool. He's uh, Batman Beyond, actually, because <laughs> he can fly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So. Uh, yeah, and like you mentioned, we're gonna um, Danny Ramirez plays the character who's going to take over as Falcon, uh, so it's gonna be cool to see that as well um, in that movie. But yeah, he's I think more these characters. One of the big reasons why people love Batman so much is because he could be anybody, right? Like if you have the money, he, obviously you need to be a billionaire, but you still he's just a normal guy, and that's another thing that he's kind of getting across here as well as a normal guy. I know you don't love Tony Stark, but it's kind of the same thing. He's just a guy who built the suit. And, you know, those are the characters that I think people relate to more because they're just normal people. I like uh, Rick Shue more than I like Tony Stark. <laughs> wow. That's, that's rough for Tony. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Captain America, uh, New World Order comes out in 2024, right? Yes. May 3rd, 2024 is the scheduled release date. So um, I'm assuming production is going to be kicking off soon and we'll be getting a little bit more about the character and the production little by little. And whatever we hear, we will send off to you guys because that's what we do here. Sadly, we don't have any Madam Web news this week. Sadly. No, so. things have been quiet on the web front. Yes. Which is good. It means they're hard, everyone's hard at work and having fun. Exactly. But we did get news from one of the characters in Black Adam, uh, one of the actors. Pierce Brosnan, as we know, plays Dr. Fate. Again, the character I'm really looking forward to seeing. And he was interviewed by, hold on, Slash Film, right? Yes, so it was a Slash Film interview. Oh, no, sorry, GQ, my fault. Like We read it from Slash Film, but it's a GQ uh, magazine article. Um, and he talked about playing Dr. Fate and he said, it's a massive character. It's never been portrayed on film before. It's 40 years old in the making. And he kind of explains how it's not that dissimilar from playing James Bond. And I'll continue with more of his quotes. He says, Dr. Fate has the helmet of Nabu, which is a curse and a blessing because he is shackled to the power of the helmet. It's an addiction. It's a curse. It all sounds a lot of frou-frou when you talk about it like that, <laughs> but it's stuff that you have to lend your heart to. Is that if an you... English word? It might be, a, you mean like a English word from England? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be their vernacular, yeah. Okay. He says, if you go into the mythology of it, whether it be Dr. Fate or James Bond, you know. That's what's a, and then he continued to say, uh, 
I'm not very good at articulating the inner dialogue that one has. Otherwise people think you're crazy, but if it's really well written, you follow the score, you bring your own life into it. You bring you your own hearts, your own feelings, your own emotions. Yeah. Just big characters, big heroic characters. So we got a little bit of a, of words from our friend uh, Pierce Brosnan about what it's like to be Dr. Fate in the Black Adam film. He doesn't really give you, give us much about the plot or, but he basically tells us he's never watched Smallville. So <laughs> that is good for me. Um, I like what he says. It's cool. Like he compares it to Bond. He, he just, you know, it seems like he's enjoying it. He's, he's taking the role seriously. He's like having fun with it. And he wants to leave his kind of like stamp on it. And, you know, in the elder statesman, I think it's, uh, I think it was great casting and he looks really good with that mustache. The goatee. Yeah. He looks yeah. really good. Like I, I never would have got guessed him for like a facial hair guy. Cause like I always see him in clean cut. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, just, I like what I heard. I can't wait for the movie. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm no, I didn't buy my advanced tickets yet, but <laughs> neither have um, I. So, but it seems like Pete has a little man crush guys, a little man crush on Pierce Brosnan talking about the facial hair saying he looks real good it's cool well, i can appreciate a good beard that's true you, know? you you do have you have a pretty good one yourself so i can so i can i can appreciate it yeah, yeah i mean what's that I mean, he brosnan might he's the james bond of my era too you know like, that's true yes growing up like golden i was huge when i was growing up between the movie and the game yeah know, the game was I, don't, cool. I don't think the other movies really reached that level but like when you know his first bond movie was huge yeah yeah, I never loved him as Bond at the time, but I've gone back and watched some of the films, and they weren't as bad as I remember them being. So, you know, we'll see. Go for but it, at but the end, the one he did with Halle Berry, I think, was pretty bad. Yeah, that one wasn't so good. I don't remember what it is. And is that is it the same one? With isn't Denise Richards in one? Or she in the is. Same one? She is. I think aren't she those is. two the worst? Like he he did four, right? He did two. He did Goldeneye, which is great. Then he did one, which was okay. He did two, which were bad. Is that kind of how it went? I believe he did four. Yes. Um, I always wanted more Timothy Dalton. Bond. I can't believe he's almost going to be seventy years old. He looks fantastic. Like that's oh, that's Pierce? the thing. Yeah. Like, what the hell, man? It's all that tea, bro. <laughs> that's that why tea. Tom. That's why Tom McClone's going to live forever. He drinks all that tea. You know. Oh God, that's funny. Um. So yes, he did. He was. Um, 007 from 1995 to 2004. Um, he did Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, and Die Another Day. Uh, those are the four movies he did. Um, I believe Die Another Day is the one you're talking about. With Denise? Uh, I believe that's the No, that's the one with Halle Berry. Um, so, yeah, I believe I, I remember that one. Uh, not, yeah, I agree, not being so great. Do you think that the videos on Denise Richards OnlyFans are better than her performance in the Bond movie? Oh, God, probably. That's terrible for me to say. Sorry, but yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you bring her up because of uh, this morning when I woke up, Wild Things was on, and I was I had it on. That, that movie that. belongs on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was like, oh wow, look, another Denise Richards reference in the same day. That's but crazy. yeah, yeah, that was. I on love Wild Things, by the way. Yeah, it seems that to movie's be... crazy, and it's got Bill Murray in it, which makes no sense. <laughs> oh yeah, he's fantastic. Um, Matt Dillon can't act; he never could act. I don't know why. Oh, he's yeah, he's perfect in this. <laughs> but he's he a is great creep stash. He is of 
Kevin Bacon. I always liked his house in that movie, by the way. Yeah, he had a cool house. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And for as a guidance counselor, you're like, how could he afford this house? But, yeah. Yeah, he did have a cool house. So that movie Wild is, Things is nuts, man. It was. It was. You ever see Wild Things too? No, I only saw the first it's one. Horrible. Wild Things is horrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> well, the first one isn't it's not a great movie. No, it's not, but it's just but, like it's you got Denise Richards and Ned Campbell hooking up. Like, what else do you need? <laughs> In the nineties, it's like that's a great Well yeah, that I mean, this was the height of her like Scream when she was doing Scream, yeah. the Scream movies, and right after Party of Five and all that. Like other Queen, stuff. Queen Nev. So yeah, so she yeah she was and she's really good in it. Like she's very good. I love movie. her haircut in that movie. So yeah, excellent. I oh, mean, vintage Nev. I love her. She plays a, a character like it's a layered character, and then you find out at the end that she's the mastermind of the whole thing. It's just fantastic. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. It's great. So the movie makes you think like, who can I kill and get away with it? <laughs> Does it? It doesn't make me think that. No. It's like, how can I do this? How many <laughs> lives can I ruin and then walk away with a suitcase full of money? <laughs> yep. On a nice boat. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's got so many tropes in it. Like it's so, oh, many it's so absurd, but it's just like, yeah, it is. What? Like, oh, dude, Steph Campbell and Denise Richards. I know. Yeah, You're right. Buddies over. Guys, you got, you got, you got wild things. We got wild things, guys. Yep. We're just playing Madden, Mom. We're just playing Madden. <laughs> well, I was a little older, there? so I didn't have to use excuses. I could actually go see the movie. <laughs> I did. I actually saw it in the theater. Was I it 99? See it. I thought it was 2000, but it's in that range. Like, I was I was in eighth grade. Oh, it was 98. 98, I was in seventh grade. I yeah. just graduated college. Yeah. It was so. a big day. We had big, yeah. We 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 played Madden that night. <laughs> we played Madden. We played Madden that night. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's move on. We have another DC story to talk about. Um, Blue Beetle. Uh, this is one of the movies that a lot of people were kind of worried when Batgirl got axed. Like, oh, this one can't be too far behind. But no, that is not the case. So, the director. Angel Manuel Soto spoke to, sorry, I keep NPR, sorry. And he said that he's not going to lie. There was a concern, anger, and fear at first after what happened to Batgirl. But they told me not to worry. The film has their full support. So, at least right now, guys. Yeah, like, I don't know anybody who's really trusting Zaslav right now. <laughs> like, you got, you got our support today. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows what tomorrow's board meeting brings. Right. I mean, people, I remember the flash was another thing like, Oh, they're going to cancel the film. Cause at the time, everything, about I, Miller. but yeah, that's not, obviously we know that's not happening. So, but in the same interview, Zolo Maraduena, who plays Jaime Reyes, who also plays Miguel on Cobra Kai. Uh, he spoke about it as well. Spoke about what blue beetle is. And he says, it's kind of like a fusion of green lantern and iron man. He has a scarab from outer space that is attached to his body called Kaji Da. So if you guys aren't familiar with Blue Beetle, there's a little tidbit about who he is and who he might be like. So which kind of helped me because I didn't, like I said, we talked about this before. I had no idea who he was. So Yeah, I'm not the biggest like Blue Beetle fan. I, I mean, I know Jaime very. Right. I don't know. I know the I know the bare minimum, I guess, at this point. Just like if anything, I probably know more of it from Injustice than anything else. That's where I know it from mostly. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know too much about Ted Court either. You know, like I'm not a just Blue Beetle in general, right? But it, it, look, I mean, uh, 
the backdoor thing sent shockwaves throughout Hollywood, and uh, you know people are still kind of concerned. It, you just read the read the room, like you know, it, no one's really happy with Tesla from a creative standpoint, and I'm sure creatives currently working for him, and then people who would consider are questioning it as well. So, you know, the, I, I can't defend everything the guy does, um, and everyone calls me a WB shill, so. <laughs> it just it is what it is. I, I get what he's saying. I I hope it makes it. Um, if it does, great. If it doesn't, so be it. Uh, I, I got like you know, I got other things to worry about. <laughs> but I really hope to see this movie. Um, uh, we'll we'll see. You know, as as far as I know, all things are a go. So yeah, I mean that's that's we can only go by what we're told, and this is what we're being told. Uh, we also have news from Zaslav himself saying all the rumors about them trying to sell are false. He's not looking to flip um, <laughs> WB. And Which Discovery. is like, oh God, because you're like, can someone just like stick with it for a change and just write? Can we just just do your job? Like, oh, no, this isn't working. We've got to bail. We'll freaking make it work. Yeah, I mean. You know what you're getting into. Do what you wanted to do. Like, let's see what, like, come on. Like, say what people, I people often. Money with your like, mouth. Yep. And people often kind of pick on Disney for a lot of different things. But I'll tell you one thing. I know as a Star Wars fan that with Disney at the helm, it's not going anywhere. Like they're going to be with Disney because Disney is just this massive company and they're not going to get rid of an IP like Star Wars. Same thing with Marvel. Marvel's not going anywhere. So if you guys like those two IPs, you should be happy that they're under a house like Disney. I mean, to an extent, I don't think DC's going anywhere either. They haven't stopped making things. Batgirl, you know, seems to be the one exception, but it's not like, you know, whether it's rebooting or what, or, you know, they just keep, you know, they're, they're not exactly, was it Paramount and Transformers, but they are kind of chugging along here. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like you said, in the back of your mind, you know, just stick with them for a while, right? Like, Let's see what we can do. Yeah, I mean, you bought it because you thought you could fix it. Well, give it like, come on, like yeah. actually try to fix it. If like if you're trying to sell, like stop, you know, like man, you're not doing you're not doing anybody any favors. You're right. You're not. You're just wasting everyone's time at that point, and yep. you're you're wasting money. Right, because you're t- they keep talking. What and now? It's saying, your own money. Yeah, and what he's saying on the front is like, oh, we want to rebuild the relationship with the directors and creators, make this the studio that it's always been. Then but put shit out. Right. And, but if there's rumors at the time that you're not even going to have the company for a while and there's these rumors of you selling, how are they going to feel confident that what you're saying is going to hold up if you're just going to flip it to someone else yeah. and you have to restart the whole like, process? Why am I going to work for this guy for? He's going to hire me and then he's going to be gone in two years? Yeah. So I agree with you. I wish, I totally wish. I think I, this happens a lot kind of in like college football, like a coach will like recruit a class and then he'll go for a better job. That happens. It's like, in, I came yes. to play for this ass. <laughs> Where is he? It's true. It happens in college sports all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yep. And the rules are different. Like the players, the, the students have to honor their thing. And they have to wait a year, mm-hmm. but the coach can leave at any time if they want to. So if the coach leaves, they can't leave with them right away. It's very, <laughs> it's a screwed up system, but you're right. It's very similar to that. Uh, you know, in this kind of world, I kind of hope, and I'm saying this, if they do sell anything now that they built a DC films division, just sell that off to someone who wants it. And that's it. Let DC go somewhere. Like, Star Wars went like Marvel went to a place that this is what we do. You We're going to think that place you. would be Warner Brothers, but it's not apparently. They, it's they so can't strange. Figure, I mean, outside of Batman, what other things have been consistently good 
for them in DC. And now you maybe you could say even like I could say Wonder Woman, but the second film I like it, but it wasn't that great. Wasn't received that great. So no, I mean, what I don't know, like, yeah, they can't figure out Superman. There's a, so many things that. But I don't I'm think no, it's the character as much as it is the creative person behind the character. I agree with you, but that's what I mean. In this current state where they are with Warner Brothers, it's been this cycle now over and over and over. That's what I'm saying. So if they were going to spin off, sell off anything, my hope it would be DC to a place where maybe it's Comcast Universal. If they could do something with it, go ahead. Like, that's how I look at it. It's just, it's just strange to me how, like, they already have a studio. I know. I agree with you. Spin, it just, it just makes, it makes sense. That, that's probably why he came out and said, you know, I'm not selling anything because it just makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. Why would you want to sell off Warner Brothers? I don't understand how Warner Brothers is keeps getting sold off. It's one. It's the most iconic studio we have, and it keeps getting sold. It's weird. It doesn't it make any weird. sense. It makes no sense. So I don't know where we're going. Other than the fact that maybe that's why it keeps getting sold, because it is the most iconic. Yeah, but why wouldn't you want to keep that? You would think you would want that under that's your That's why it gets sold, because it because it's the only thing of value. Well, that's true. That's spot, and they have like it's not just Batman. They have that, the, uh, they Harry own Potter, the DC and, library. Yeah, they, yeah. Own, they own the whole DC library. They own Harry Potter. They all, you know, maybe th- that's why. Like, it's not because they keep failing, but because even even when they don't make, you know, um, and let's be honest, like Warner Brothers does other things. <laughs> yeah. Marvel does Marvel. Star Wars does Star Wars. Right. Well, you know? and but, like the... Warner Brothers until recently did a lot of things and then they would throw in a superhero movie. Right. And well, you have to Warner brothers is Disney, right? Like their Disney is the studio. Yeah. All the other things underneath it are part of Disney. Warner Look, brothers two is different the companies parent. who run two different ways. Right. Right. Warner brothers is the parent for now, all these other things that they're going to be having underneath them, which that part of Zaz lost plan. I'm very excited that they're giving DC its own films division. Um, I can see them doing something similar with maybe Lord of the Rings and, and, Harry Potter. But to and, be honest, like I think, like, and I do think the cancellation of Batgirl was part of his like plan. Like I think he has an idea of what he's doing. That's oh, why when they say they're gonna, he's gonna sell and flip. I was like, oh, this just sounds like AT and T all over again. They're like, oh, we can't make as much money on HBO Max as we thought. Let's sell everything. You know, like AT and T, cut and dry. Like they cut bait. They're like, this isn't working. We're selling. It was a bad decision. No, I get it. I'm, I'm saying, but it's just like to go through that. Again, within a decade, twice. That's basically you spent like you've basically spent the last ten years trying to figure out what to do because every five years it changes. You know, it's just that's why, and I think that's kind of what's hindered them is just the change from up top. It's like you know they're trying yeah. to figure out up top what they're doing, and it's that trickle down effect where it just it affects everything underneath. I mean, definitely, that's hundred percent. There's no stability. Yeah, all so start, it, it starts at the executive level. And that's why projects get pushed back and why projects get canceled. You know, we, Mel Gibson talked in the last show. We mentioned it like Mel Gibson's like, it's, 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 you know, they're figuring things out from the top. Like that's what's pushing everything back. So it's not just, again, that wasn't, we did that. Cause again, it wasn't just DC. It's like lethal weapon five apparently has been pushed back because of whatever Zaslav is doing. So yeah. Like, it's everything. It's everything that goes on in Warner Brothers. I mean, so. we could talk. We could literally discuss this for hours and hours because it's such a 
intriguing yet sad story in so many ways. Uh, but but uh, you also voted that Eric should not be the leader of DC Films. See, so. guys, you wouldn't have to worry about this stuff if I was the head of DC. Yeah, we'd Films. be worried about everything. He'd no, you wouldn't. Holzman and Kowalski would have Batman on the moon. <laughs> Fighting aliens like it was 1950. No, we wouldn't. With like fishbowl helmets. We would helmets. not. No, no, no. I wouldn't yes, do such Justin things. Justin wants action figure Batman. That's what Justin wants. I think that could work. I do. I think that could work. So yeah. we'll see. Battling dinosaurs. Justin he's wants a, Batman and dinosaurs. If he's such a malleable character, then why can't you do different? Why is it upset people when they do different things with it? I don't. I don't get it. No, no, no. It's because you like it or you don't. No, I understand that, but like, like you say all the time, if you don't like this version, you have plenty of stuff that you do like that you can go back yeah. to and watch. Yeah, right? yeah, I do it all the time. So that's what I mean. So I just, you know, I don't want something I don't like to be it's made. So it's so weird how people feel about certain characters, and then other characters they don't give a crap. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I feel like Batman and Superman have to be treated a certain way. Captain Adam. Uh, right, they no can one cares. do what they want. Mm-mm. But I do. You know what I think that's going to happen with now, though. I think that's going to happen with Aquaman going forward. I don't think people are going to be able to take another take of Aquaman outside of the Momoa one that we've gotten. That uh, going to be honest, if we get that far, I'd love to see it. I'd, I'd see it I'd, again. I think, I think it'd be amazing if we can get that. The fact that we've gotten. Uh, Aquaman to begin with, and he's getting a sequel. Like I don't care that's delayed. Like if you want to complain about that, then fantastic. Mark up a tree, but we're still getting two Aquaman movies. Like that's pretty remarkable. Considering <laughs> when I first got, I grew up with him being embarrassed on Robot Chicken for fifteen years. Dude, when they told me that was my nickname, I was embarrassed. So, Aquaman. <laughs> oh, was something I was Eric like, man. Like you could have picked some other hero. Seventeen time swimming champion, Aquaman. Oh man. Apparently, Long Island's finest fish, Aquaman. <laughs> Holes, man. Apparently, the end of our show each week now, guys, is Pete doing a solo riff on something. I'm just singing so. about my co-host <laughs> Eric Holzman, all that is man, Aquaman in the ocean. Why are you doing it with like Bill's accent? <laughs> Bill Ramey does not sound like that. <laughs> Bill Ramey's like, I don't know, no, no, no Justin Lee. No more bad black pew, 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 Gumbo! Oh, God. Okay. Where's Romo? Yo, I could go for some of that gumbo. I'm not going to lie. Gumbo and Romo. That I was go. Bill Sundays for years, Gumbo and Romo. That gumbo. Yo, that's a, that should be like a comic. <laughs> gumbo and Romo? Tony Romo and a sidekick Gumbo? Be, be, like, be like Bill and Romo going around doing uh, his Monday night broadcast, whatever it is, and Bill just makes him a special bottle of gumbo before every show. Every, every issue? Yeah, every issue is just Bill going to different cities and struggling to find, you know, Tex-Mex ingredients. The ingredients. For gumbo. Yeah. Or, Bill, if you're listening, we got an idea. See? We're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're brainstorming here. Got an idea for you. you. Yeah. That would be, can you imagine, like, imagine if Bill had his, like, own, like, brand of, like, I don't know, canned gumbo. You know, can you imagine like Bill's face? Like, like imagine like I, <laughs> Bill on the like the cover, the face of the can. Like he's like Chef Boyardee. <laughs> this is uh, Batman apron. If he hears this, he's gonna come for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. It, it's hysterical, but 
Uh, I would love I to think, see. Oh, I think man. he'd be insulted actually if to have canned gumbo. I don't think he'd go for. No, it'd be like his brand of whatever canned. Jar be like it. frozen in the bag. It'd be like his brand, you know. No, I know what you're saying. I just, yeah. think, I, I don't think he'd want it in the can. It'd probably have to be frozen in the bag. You have to eat it with like. It comes with dry ice, <laughs> and a cowboy spatula. That's what it comes with. Everyone gets a free oh. cowboy spatula. Oh boy. For every gallon of gumbo you buy, you get a free cowboy spatula. <laughs> We've got off the rails again. Gumbo by the gallon. <laughs> Aquaman! Hold man! Swimming around like fish and shit. Aquaman! Hold man! Going around the ocean, bitch. Aquaman! All right. We've come to the end of the show. I'm calling Shut it. The and scene. And scene. Let's go. Tell them how they can find you. If you uh, want to sing it like you just were singing it, go ahead. I'd love to hear this. You can find me. Social media at Pete shit. Twitter, Instagram, Zack Snyder's favorite bureau. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, find me on uh, social media that's Twitter, Instagram and Zack Snyder's favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated you can follow this podcast listen to you right now straight to Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter you could join our Facebook group you can follow our Facebook fan page have fun doing both of that uh, you can follow at Team Yellow Oval that's fun on Twitter for me uh, follow my other co- my other podcast like co-host with nicholas and nico caruso the italian spider-man coalition podcast at italians for spidey uh i'm all over batman on film.com all over batman on film youtube i'm all over everywhere so uh let's talk about hose man man take it over champ he's not schizophrenic people i'm 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 no eric really is aquaman (laughs) it's not just me believing that like he really is he's uh pete is not schizophrenic you saw how he went from Singer to just normal calm voice back to singer. He's this this maybe multiple person. I don't Traditional know. conversationalist, I prefer. We'll see. We'll see. But yes, yeah, so you guys know you can find me on Twitter at finally thirty three spell finale thirty three. You guys, all, Pete went through this as well. We have our Facebook group, our Facebook page, our Twitter handle at straight underscore underscore g. We both monitor that. So if you guys want to hit us up there, you always can. Always a good time. Um, I do have. I did ask a question yesterday about the three cat women that we've had. Um, Eric's which favorite pe- is Halle Berry. Which the three, well, in the Batman movies that we've had. Um, Halle Berry. For- you know, Michelle Pfeiffer and Hathaway, and of course, Zoe Kravitz. If you guys want to go over there and, and if you haven't answered yet, give us an answer. Pete, I I followed up because you, you didn't really answer the question. I know I didn't. I left you hanging. <laughs> so who's your favorite? Just say it. Uh, Zoe. Zoe. Okay. All right. Zoe's a favorite. So, all right. Mine is Anne Hathaway. So there we go. Uh, I love all three of them, but I like hers the best. So, so guys, yeah, go there, Eric. Go to the group and let us know uh, your choice for those three. Again, all fantastic, but we all know we have our favorites. So Pete and I just gave you ours. Uh, check out my New York Knicks podcast. We actually just did a live stream this past week. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter for that, it's all underscore Nick underscore up. And if you missed the live stream, you can go back and watch it on you. We have a YouTube page now, so you can go check it out on YouTube. Uh, it was a very, it was a fun show, couple of, couple hours, but in the future there'll probably be less, less, because we'll be doing it more on a weekly basis, so it'll be less to talk about or more with this team. You never know. <laughs> so uh, definitely go and check me out over there. And I am doing a an SOG tonight. I've been doing a weekly show discussing Andor, 
Uh, what's so, that? So it's the new Star Wars series. But what's Andor? Like, what does Andor mean? Is it a planet? No, it's a character. Okay. Cassian Andor. That's his last name. Um, so is he, is he part of the Rebellion or the Republic? What's yes, he's, he's one of the first members of the Rebellion. So this is a prequel show? Yes. Okay. It's a prequel to Rogue One. You watch, you saw Rogue One, right? Yeah, so, I, I just don't know where it falls. Yeah, so this is before, he, he was in the movie, and this is the character, he's the male oh, lead. he was in that movie too? He's the Did male he lead in the movie. Did he die? Everyone dies in that movie. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, um, I've been doing a weekly show, I have a revolving guest. This last week I had Aaron Varola from the Fanboy Garage. First week I had Steve Helm, who was uh, actually a SOG fan. It was his first time doing anything. Steve Helm got that thick Texas accent. He talked yeah, like this. He, he sounds like Steve Austin. He does. I'm going to me up some cattle. So it was awesome having him on, though. So if anyone is interested, you guys want to be on and you're following the show, hit me up. Do you I'll, have a guest for this, for you this next week? I have a guest in mind. Uh, so it we'll see. Rick Shue. You going to get Shue on? I wanted to. I want to have he him on. He doesn't watch it. That's a problem. So we'll see. <laughs> No, he does. He does watch it. He's not watching it. Yeah, he is. We've been getting, trust me, we get text messages right after the show. Is he really watching it? You sure he's watching it? He's watching it, yeah. He is. It took him forever to watch the other one. So, yeah, it took him a while to watch The Mandalorian, which which was the best one. So, I don't know. (laughs) But uh, it took him a while to watch it. No Nico? You don't have Nico? I wanted to have Nico, but he's, you know, with his move right now and he was on vacation and stuff. So I told him if he wants to be on the show, just let me know. He was in Vegas recently. You see yeah. That? That's why he couldn't do Nico the first picks. show. Yeah. yeah. He's living it up. So good for him. He's young. Let him live it up. Go out. Enjoy yourself. Live he life. He must have like so many shrimps. Like <laughs> I imagine like in Vegas, there's a shrimp cocktail everywhere. Okay. Well. Is that his favorite? I don't know. Is that something? I don't know. It's my favorite. I just, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you're sitting on like a pool. I've never been to Vegas, but I feel like I'm just sitting down by the pool and people are like, shrimp, sir? But yes, I love some shrimps. <laughs> Pete, I would love to live inside your head for one day. Just oh, one, my. One day, just to live inside your brain. <laughs> well, you don't, think, you don't think that's like, wouldn't be amazing just sitting down by the pool and like someone comes up to you with some shrimp cocktail? No, it would be, but I don't know how you go to these places. Where do shrimps come from? You just, bam, you started talking yeah, about shrimps. I just, I just figured like Vegas was like the land of a thousand shrimp. Like you just like your shrimp cocktail everywhere. It's in a desert. What would make you think shrimp in like, a desert? Salt, like they got a football stadium in the desert now. Like you have anything there now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you mean like there's things to eat in Vegas, right? Yes. I just don't like, know why. No, sh- no one, no one's sitting around eating grilled cactus. I don't know why you would go to shrimp though. That's a very strange. What's wrong with shrimp? Like I love shrimp, shrimp but apparently not. You don't like shrimp. You complain about eating shrimps in Vegas. By the Who's compl- I'm not complaining. Just imagine, like sitting there. You know, you got yourself a nice martini. Waitress comes up with some shrimps. You got beautiful women everywhere in bikinis. Like you tell me that's not exciting to you. I need a fade out option for this show, just so we could end the show with you talking, and then here's <laughs> the actual end of it. <laughs> You can do that in post. I think I will. Maybe this week I'll do that in post. I just don't know why. Like I didn't know you hated shrimp so much. Shrimp are delicious. Is it the consistency? Sometimes, I love like, sometimes when uh, like like Rick, I'll eat the sh- I'll eat the, the tails. Like, it adds oh. like a nice little crunch. Yeah, no, that's good. But make sure you chew it up because then when it comes out the other way, it might hurt your little coolie. <laughs> you know, it could be a little rough. You know, every once in a while, you ever swallow a sunflower seed? Oh man, that's the worst. All right, we need to end the show because I don't know what else to do.
<laughs> I just it's all because you hate shrimp. I love shrimp. Anyway, barely this- not because you don't want. Barely you can't have shrimp in Vegas if you're Eric. Not at the oh god. Eric doesn't like shrimp in Vegas is a big no no. That's not what eh. looks around like it's like the exorcist. No, that's not what I said. The body of Christ compels you. Oh my god, what are we doing? Hail Mary, full of grace, the shrimp will stay away from me. What? I feel like you hate shrimp. So I figured you had that. I be, love I, shrimp. I figured you had to be an anti shrimp. Justin's gonna be so mad. I turned the Hail Mary into an anti shrimp thing. Why? He's not Catholic. <laughs> I, you know, these things, these religions. <laughs> everyone gets them all confused. All right. We need to fight over this. the Holy Land for how many years? Everyone hates each other. It's like, we, you know, it's like the total opposite of the belief. All right. We're shutting it down. You're so, you're no fun. <laughs> I hate shrimp. I can't talk about anything serious. It's all about capes and tights with you. Uh, it's not. It is. Totally not. I, I'm going to hop on. What's it called? Uh, barstool shoe politics. I'll get on there. Set things straight. Oh, boy. All right. We're good. We're good. I'm fine. We're good. All right, guys. I'm just going to close it out. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham. We'll see you next time. Booyah. Eat shrimp.